You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. So this might be just my age showing. I really don't get in too much into like, uh, I, that's not true. I don't know. I like Philip DeFranco, you know, maybe there's a couple other personalities, quote unquote, that I used to watch. You know, I used to watch a lot of Achievement Hunter back in the day, uh, but mostly these Internet celebrity pranksters slash, you know, clout chasers. It's just not my thing. Like, I just don't like it. So a movie like Deadstream, where they're taking that really shitty thing we have uh, in real life, this just culture of, you know, just begging for likes and being accepted, even though it doesn't mean anything, taking that concept and being like, hey, why don't we put some idiot streamer in a haunted house and give him the old evil dead treatment? And that's exactly well, at least what I think is what Deadstream is. But let me talk to my other uh, ghouls and gals. Ghoul and gals? Ghouls and gal? Whatever. Shut up, Chad. <laughs> Say hi to Luane, Matt, and Melina. Hey, how's hey, it going? Hey, what's up, you guys? Hit that like and subscribe button. Oh, wait, we don't have one of those. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Uh, <laughs> she knows how this works. Well, maybe my age is showing because I don't know any of the people you mentioned a minute ago. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, the internet moves so fast, especially the the video end of it, where videos are shorter and shorter. It's all about making more videos instead of less videos with better content. You know, it's it's all about engagement, right? And it's really annoying to somebody in their mid to late 30s. Hello. <laughs> it's like if anybody out there listening is, you know, a live streamer or has a Twitch channel or anything like that, rest assured, despite what we've said, uh, I don't I did not think at any point that this was that this movie was trying to decry that entire culture. I think it's no. definitely by the end of it. It's very clearly going after that Assholes. type of Twitcher, that type of yes. influencer, your PewDiePies of the world. <laughs> This is definitely a certain kind of guy, like the uh, whichever Paul brother it was that went to the suicide forest, that kind of thing. Um, which is funny because, like, I do have a lower tolerance for streamers than I did for, like, Jackass, who basically do this, pioneered this in analog form, you know? When I first started reviewing movies for one of us, there was this whole rash around last Halloween of movies where they were constantly making fun of ridiculing and murdering influencers and stuff. And it was like, what the hell is the deal here? Because most of these people in those movies were just people. They were a little vapid and some were stupid. But like those can all stop now because this one pretty much is the winner Um, because this guy is 
he plays a character that is sorely in need of getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Like in a lot of the other movies, it's just like, oh, let's pick on influencers. I'm like, no, this guy's a terrible human being. And you find out just how bad the further along it gets. And you're like, oh, no, that's OK. You can you can get everything that you're going to get out of this. That's fine with me, man. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of that previous wave of movies really had the they had the vibe of like, uh, I'm going to depict the slaughter of people at the type of parties I don't get yes. invited to. <laughs> Yes. Whereas this this one feels this one feels like they did the research, like it feels a little more inside, yeah. you know? Well let's kind of break down the plot a little bit here. Film centers around Sean. It's actually the writer, well, co-writer, co-director of this movie. He has this YouTube channel where he just does dumb pranks and you know, again, chasing clout doesn't really care. And I see the appeal of wanting to, you know, live a life online and then curate content for a living like it would be a fun living sure. it just the the jokes and the things that sean is doing increasingly get you know objectively worse and worse till a point where he has to do that youtube apology video where it's totally not sincere and it really doesn't address the reason why everybody's mad at him in the first place so we skip ahead to sean doing this you know, this big prank, this big thing to get him back, uh, you know, on the interwebs. And it's to go to this house that's haunted, quote unquote, and he's going to live stream it. So this whole movie is first person certain times where, you know, he'll mount a camera and they'll create an atmosphere. It's almost uh, what am I trying to think of the paranormal activity? Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, it's 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 also mixed with the the Blair Witch, you know basically those two movies as far as the look goes yeah there's a there's his pov cam and then he's got other ones mounted around yeah he's got the selfie cam and then later as it goes along he's setting up infrared cameras that are triggered by motion all over the house it's filmed in baggins vision (laughs) (laughs) well and it's it's cool because you know he sets it up pretty well in the beginning Mm -hmm. like hey i've got all this technology with me you know i'm gonna go through these rooms and kind of tell you the history behind each of these rooms and the ghost stories. And he kind of sets up this little base with the room that quote unquote, nobody has ever been murdered in essentially. And a, a random follower finds him in the middle of his stream and they're going to go basically do Scooby-Doo on this house. Yeah. Which is definitely one of the more unexpected turns the movie took when the follower shows up, Cassie, yeah, but I was grateful for it because I really didn't like this guy. And I'm like, I don't want to spend the entire movie with just this guy. Please let something else. Oh, hey, all right, this will work. Let's bring her in. Great. Well, the only other character, quote unquote, that Sean has is his followers that are, mm-hmm. you know, live chatting during his stream. And he once in a while will like stop and engage with them. And, you know, they're either egging him on or cheering him on. You know, it's the Internet. Uh, but it, it it creates this nice dynamic because they, they end up starting to like help him mm-hmm. because he starts finding symbols and different things. And people are like, hey, you know, Sean, maybe you should get out of there now. You know, I don't know how many times they say, like, dude, you need to get the fuck out of there now. But just but- to kind of give you an idea of the tone this movie strikes for everyone who's saying, Sean, you got to get out of there. Run. You have other people in there like, oh, dude, no, you got to go check this out. Otherwise, I'm I'm not streaming anymore. Or I'm going to drop my subscription. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that stream of that stream of comments is a real kind of sixth man here because like it also allows them mm-hmm. at several points instead of having the obligatory scene where um 
the the protagonist Google something and the correct mm-hmm. mythology is the first result. Um, <laughs> he has some he has some <laughs> super fans contact him and try to help. Then through like the you know the the split screen provisions of uh, OBS or whatnot, they come on and um, actually then have a little guesty and 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 a headshot and and uh, uh, give that information in in I don't want to say in person but on cam. And mm-hmm. so that it, that breaks the monotony of it just being one guy in a headshot a little bit. And mm-hmm. I also thought this did a really good job of um, they have some a little bit of growth and contrition with this guy without pivoting fully to like like really face turning him. So you like him. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He owns up to some stuff and he learns a few things and he you know, reverses his skepticism or whatever, but in a really new, like a, like a, like just enough. They don't correct into making him like a, like a redeemed hero. Um, Mm -mm. There's, I love the, um, the ghosts themselves are Mm -hmm. pretty cool. The scares are pretty cool. And there's some really kind of, um, it doesn't go quite full Sir Digby, Chicken Caesar, Sam Raimi cam. But there are some goofy gross. Out, there are some goofy to that for sure. Goofy gross outs here, and um, some uh, like the one part where where uh, he 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 tries to provoke the spirits, and uh, one of them answers. He's like, "Come and get me, ghosts!" And they're like, "No, come to me." And he's like, "No, you come to me." And they they like, I don't know, maybe, maybe edit that. That might be a light spoiler, but but they um, but I was um. Actually, I made a special note for this review of tell people to stick it out because because the beginning is very dry and very on. Well, not dry, but it's super on brand. It appears to be what it's satirizing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you give up 10 or 15 minutes into it, um, you're kind of cheating yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely needs a, a pretty heavy setup, especially when you only have one person really on camera. Um, there's a lot to set up there and a lot to establish to, you know, make sure we don't like this guy and, you know, establish that he's kind of a goofball and a little bit of a scaredy cat, you know, but, but I agree. Like the, there should be a little disclaimer, like, Hey, the last two thirds are totally where it's at. I thought the guy, I thought the guy did a really good job because like his whole gimmick is that he's a scaredy, he's afraid to do things. So he's trying his phobias. And, Mm -hmm. and like one of them was a dog sledding, dog sledding in his underwear in a snowstorm and like a few other things he tries that are kind of in the phobia lane. And he's at first, he's obviously very contrived. Like he does like a high Flanders scream when a a jump scare happens, you know, (laughs) and as it goes on, he is, he, his affect changes a lot. The guy, I thought the guy did a good job, especially for someone with not a lot of acting slash directing experience. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but he's great and, and at I, both in this. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought it was just carried off very well. Um, I don't know. I'm, I hate when I like a movie cause I don't have any mean catty things to say. Well, <laughs> I, I've got, I've got a few things to say uh, r- real quick. And I'm reviewing this uh, coming up, but uh, he's playing somebody in the new VHS 99. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saw that. Yeah. And, and he's directing a segment. Yep. So I will say there were some points where I thought the the VFX and uh, 
makeup effects and you know everything kind of homogenized and worked really well with each other like i really like the the dust that they added mm-hmm. especially to his front cam like it, it was obviously cgi but it, it added more uh ambiance to the whole thing but it didn't look fake as hell but the one thing that did look fake as hell was the kill uh later on uh where he's trying to escape and he approaches somebody he thinks is there to help him and it it really ends up being another ghost mm-hmm. but the the kill there looks so fake i actually think like that's rubbery that's what i liked about that kill it's actually what i liked about a lot uh. of these kills and a lot of these uh these vfx i think yeah they're cheesy and they're rubbery but i think that's kind of the point it does feel like it does okay. feel like it's winking and nodding throughout because yeah by that point I mean, like, I think it was the first third where, yeah, you guys were talking about that this definitely feels like you were saying, not dry, but it's playing the horror elements, playing it much straighter. But by that sec, by by that turn where the uh, follower shows up, like the may or may not be who she says she is, uh, that was where I was like, okay, I think I see what this movie's doing. This is absolutely a horror comedy and it just keeps building on that and getting crazier and grosser and sillier but i was like that's what was working for me so when that kill happened i was like oh yeah it's campy and they know that i had i had there was one specific thing i didn't like which is the part where he there's a part where he tries to improvise a spear by tying a knife to his mic boom Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and that was the boom spear. The, that was there. There are POV shots of that that are really badly dropped in. That are that are a mat drop in of a like a like a knife from seen from the bat seen from the hilt that they drew, and you can tell it's like yeah, a, like a graph. And at one point they do it. Like they do doom. it with the actual boom mic too. Doom. Yeah. And it's like, well, why didn't you just drop a real boom mic into the frame? Like, why did you do that? You know, I I get it with a knife. If you're going to be jabbing at people, you you might not want to have a real sharp object on the end of the pole, but it is one of the funnier bits though. Like there's a lot of reoccurring bits in this. And one of them that he sets up right away is always have duct tape. It fixes everything. Like even taping a demon to the floor Mm -hmm. (laughs) duct tape works. I have I have a que- I have a question for you guys a continuity question I'm sorry to interrupt but it's been bugging me since I watched it when does he lose his pants when he's trying to and he sets up in a way that it looks like he oh yeah that's right which to be fair that yeah. is sort of like a blink and you'll miss it moment mm-hmm. but yeah yeah it's very I, th- quick. I thought that was just hilarious though because they show so many of his past videos where he's barely dressed and so for him to kind of end like to spend the like latter half of or like the latter half of the third act just down to his undies i was like okay that's just that's hilarious i think that this movie makes a really good use of the conceit um the the whole live stream thing better than a lot of the other stuff i've seen it also has really good scares like i watch a ton of horror movies and very rarely does anything spike my heart rate. And this has, they're not even jump scares, but periodically there's theres like these startle moments. And I'm like, well, that was actually really effective. Um, and I think that's that's probably the word I would use to describe this. Like anything that satirizes or parodies a thing works best when it is the thing it's parodying. And this one pretty well hits it. I had a lot of fun with this for a variety. I didn't think I was going to initially. 
Um, but even that's part of the design of the movie. In the end, I'm going to give this four out of five spark plugs. Yeah, yeah, Louine, when you when you write a piece of satire that could stand on its own without satirical elements, you have uh, that is called hitting them with Granthar's hammer. I, I, I agree. I, I re- was really quite taken with it. Uh, it's the rare exceptional found footage movie. Um, it holds its like found footage idiom. Well, the um, everything they've done, like uh, he has a sponsor and does not get his money if he taps out. So he has obligation to be there. That explains why he doesn't just run for it. The first time he sees something creepy, he's streaming for like a Twitch knockoff. And he explained, he has like hardware and he shows it. He's like, this is my, this is my, uh, what was, it was called live tube or whatever bracelet. That is my controller that allows me to seamlessly switch cameras. So like even the couple things they decided to take some liberties with, they at least had a throwaway line in the script. Um, the scares are good. The humor works. It's not too much or too little. Uh, and it's intentional. You know, you see a lot of like latter day straight to video, straight to Amazon, Latter-day trauma releasing. You see a lot of stuff where you can sort of tell that they set out to make a, th- a serious horror movie and realized it was technically beyond them. And so they're like, well, these dailies look stupid. Let's make this a horror comedy. And this is not one of those. This is more in the Tucker and Dale. Uh, we did what we set out to do quadrant. So uh, I give it eight out of 10 hag fingernails up the nose. Um, Well, I really appreciate any movie that from the outset presents kind of a despicable human being as a main character and actually finds a way to make it so that maybe you don't ever like them. Maybe you're not particularly rooting for them outside of just basic human empathy, Uh, but you do find yourself enthralled with watching them. And I was like, if this movie had not known how to make this guy compelling and entertaining to watch in spite of himself, then yeah, I don't think any of this would have worked. Um, But it does. Joseph Winner is so hilarious in this movie. And it really is up to him to literally carry this movie on his back. Everything we're seeing is more or less from his perspective. And I think that it's a really a really great update on the found footage genre, which when done well is actually one of my favorite genres of horror. I am that person who loves the Blair Witch Project. Leave your comments below. Um, But no, I had a ton of fun with this. I thought this was hysterical. Maybe one of my favorite horror comedies that I've seen in a really long time. And one that if you like movies like, you know, Evil Dead 2, if you like, or if you enjoy movies like Creep, I think this is going to be right up your alley. It does not skimp on the scares, but don't be fooled. This is absolutely horror comedy with a capital C. Um, So I am going to give this nine and a half out of ten spud guns that come in at just the right moment. One of my favorite films still to this day is Evil Dead 2. Like, I can, I I have that memorized. I have the uh, commentary with Sam Raimi and Greg Nicotero and Bruce Campbell memorized. Like I I love everything visually that movie did and what Sam Raimi created, blah, blah, blah. So it's always nice to see the later generations pay homage to that. And that's to me, that's what this movie is. Like it's, it's not evil dead, but it has a lot of the same elements, the same type of scares, the same type of humor. 
you know, Sean could easily be Ash because Ash is never really a likable person, but he's sarcastic and he's, you know, like even the there's a part where Sean's got to cut something off like it was was so evil dead. It was so yeah, I knew it was obviously everybody knew it was coming. But when you get to that point in the movie, I'm like, ah, here we go. Let's do it Um, (laughs) for all the reasons you guys said. It's just it's a really well done horror comedy. It's a very well done found footage film, which, again, it's rare to do. I do like Blair Witch, too. Melina, you're not alone. You like Blair Witch, too. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) I've reviewed a couple other found footage films recently or more like, you know, streamy type people trying to do the haunted house thing. And they've all sucked. (laughs) So it's it's nice to have something that doesn't. What's the opposite of not sucking? Oh, it's good. I'll give it nine out of ten times. I got to redo this line because I didn't write anything good to say. It's good, guys. It's nine out of ten. Shut the fuck up. Quick, <laughs> quick outro note for any aspiring found footage movie makers. Um, you'll note that this was a good one. And what did it not have? It didn't have um, a moment where everybody rails at the guy for bringing the camera. It didn't have a moment where like a bunch of couples fight uh, at, with each other, if not with an entire other couple. It didn't have anybody that um, complained constantly about just wanting to go home. It didn't have anybody that complained about being fo- photographed. It didn't have any any AV kid baggage in it, which is what like half of the drama in most of those movies are. Like, like nobody, nobody, they didn't have the fake out moment where they're like, oh, he dropped the camera. Is he going to pick it back up or will the movie just end in the middle? Like, no, he's going to carry the camera the whole time. We know that. Like, yeah. uh, stop. Never stop. takes the lazy way, this one. Yeah. 